Last time on Dice Funk. Captain, your turn. If you succeed, you will escape into wild space. Off into space I blast. I hit the, the, the boost pedal and off we go. Um, and out the front of the Snallygaster, Captain Melbeck, you can see a space station orbiting between you and Gloria. This is Drift Park. <laughs> there is an amusement park in orbit around Gloria controlled by a group called Invicta. <laughs> they sound like they might be jerks. Usually when your title involves supremists in some way, you're usually yeah. a dickhead. It's the tip off. So this solitaire, which can fist any species, is known as... <laughs> Come on! It's known as respect. It, well, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Gloria will be taking over illithid food production in return for them not invading the solar system anymore. We do believe it's best for both parties. Oh, is this trail mix on the table? Oh, don't mind if I do. Oh, there's, there's never enough M&Ms in trail mix, though. The proper greeting I should have given you when you came in was, Hello, I'm Ambassador Jacqueline, conduit of camaraderie. So, have you been a part of the wars long? Illithid. Kill. Parents. Well, it's a good thing that you've just been hired by us. Navigator. Exactly. Welcome to the crew. And the chains are wrapped around her arms and where the spikes touch the ground, uh, parts of the tile begin to disintegrate. Whoa, you're way cooler than me. I want to be left off all the reports of this happening. She does have a dark past. She kind of takes you by the shoulder and pulls you towards her and whispers something in your ear. The look on Dr. Adler's face says everything, but I'm not gonna say it out loud. It's a no! It's a mystery for now. Fuck you! I can't judge animals that only eat like one thing because if I had a choice, I would just eat pizza. So like, <laughs> I, I'm down with like, you could probably go like, oh yes, the wild Laura, she comes out in summer to eat pizza and then goes to retreat and hibernate for the winter. Damn you God for cursing us to this existence. <laughs> we could have just been <laughs> pizza bears. Oh my God. Did you guys know that it's fat bear week or whatever on Twitter? Fat bear week. <laughs> Not what you think it means. <laughs> hey, hey, whichever. There are two options of what that could be, and both are great. <laughs> this animal preserve is just like posting pictures of fat bears, and it's like, which bear's fatter? In a good way. It's not a body shaming thing. The bears are. No, they're like, look at these great bears. Yeah. Um, so, as we record, a hurricane is bearing down on Lauren and I. Oh, boy. We have mere hours before we are submerged in the floodwaters and buffeted by the storm. So if this is the last you hear of us, it has been wonderful. I love you all. Please behave. If this is the final episode of Dice Funk because two of you get wiped out by a hurricane, um, I want it to be known that Leah Moira smooched every species in space. She, she kissed them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys just record a bunch of posthumous episodes where you just re you continue the story, but they're all just you describing smooching techniques. 
Oh yeah, no, I would start a spin-off podcast called Dice Funk Season 5 Leah Moira's Adventures dot 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 <laughs> she smooches everything. I was gonna say, if I die and by proxy Sasha dies, mm-hmm. uh, well, if I die, somebody be Sasha, she marries Mothman. It happens. Okay, cool. If I die. Morbid. Anyway, are you guys <laughs> yeah. ready to start your first downtime episode of the <sighs> season? What's a downtime episode, Austin? <laughs> so this is not a thing I invented. Dungeons and Dragons, most editions have some kind of mechanism for downtime, where usually you spend uh, your money and your social currency to kind of carouse through the town. Some editions actually have like elaborate uh, setups where you like buy a castle and you become like a local lord and you manage lands. It's like a very different game than people think of it. But basically what we're doing here is uh, you guys have completed your first mission. But before you take off for your second, uh, you know, you got to put the ship in the dock for repairs. You guys got to get some sleep. Maybe you want to go do something while you're here on the planet Gloria. And you guys are going to tell me about it as well as your level ups because you're all level four now. So you get some stuff. Tell me about that. And uh, just kind of paint me a picture of what your characters do when they're not fighting aliens. Also, on Dice Funk, it generally is going to involve at least one character going on a date or smooching someone, because just like that, that's our energy. Yeah, it would be easy to imagine these as like not important, but, but in addition to being some of the most popular segments we do on the show, they're usually the things that end up saving everybody in the end. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that yeah. 20 episodes ago, I ha- set a Chekhov's gun in my downtime and now, blap, I win. Well, it's over. It, it's, it's usually like the I made X friend or I smooched X person and then, ah, they turned up to save us when everything was looking very, very bad for us because we made a good friendship and or relationship. Now I have to subvert that. So only enemies this downtime. Uh-oh. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. Chris, so. Chris, 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 Chris. That's <laughs> energy. Now I'm, I'm going to shrink back into my, sh- my shirt and disappear now. Everybody. And I'm just going to start playing a bass boosted Chris, version. Chris, 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 Chris. I'm like the turtle no one wants. Uh, so what? for... Everybody wants turtles. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. There's probably some people don't want. I don't know. Uh, So for level four, uh, I took uh, another level in cleric, which for Olivia's case is reflavored into medic. And uh, it's not a particularly interesting level. The main thing to get out of it is that I raised Olivia's intelligence to 18, which gives her an increase to uh, a lot of her skills that are pertinent to her. the ability for makes it harder for enemies to resist her spells and on the odd chance that she maybe needs to use a spell to attack somebody uh, she'd have a better chance of hitting with that outside of that i have an extra cantrip that i can use uh i took spare the dying which basically stabilizes people if they're you know would be dying and then i get an extra level two spell slot but the way clerics work is that they don't pick their spells and are stuck with them they change them out every single mission so uh it's not like i had to get an additional spell for that or anything like that i have access to all my spells whenever i have a spell of that level so it's basically just extra versatility as to what olivia does in her off time uh i would like to say that one of olivia's job uh or duties as the medic on the ship is not just to make sure people are patched up uh, when they break their arm, because it's very important to make sure that their mind is healthy as well. So I like to think that Olivia, after like big missions and things like that, uh, tries to get uh, members of the crew to kind of sit down to sort of decompress and, uh, and and just sort of talk about things after the mission went down, just to make sure everybody's in like kind of a stable place uh, with how everything went down. So I don't know who would be interested in the uh, actual group of the bastards with it. 
it's uh, an optional sort of thing. So if somebody was like, I don't want to be a part of it, they Le- can. Leah Moira, Leah Moira is definitely on board for that. I mean, I'm down. Drake is almost certainly not interested. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> at which point it's just sort of like, uh, okay, well, you do you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be a begrudging nod of acceptance <laughs> on both ends there, I think. <laughs> like, outside is, like, a big couch cushion. There's, like, a little party hat, like, a little placeholder that says Drake. He's just like, you can you can go. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little, like, placard, like, on the door that says, remember, Drake, it's okay if you decide later that you do want to come in. <laughs> <laughs> One day, maybe, maybe Drake will feel comfortable enough to share. Uh, so I, I guess I have to ask Austin then, since you're the one who controlled them, would our, our two new crew members of Objectivist and Courage also want to partake? Oh, Objectivist has no choice. <laughs> I mean, he does. <laughs> he has a will of his own. No, but I'm going to carry him in. <laughs> it's your scene, so yeah, you get to kind of dictate this. You're the DM. This is how, for those oh. who haven't seen a downtime scene before, I'm going to try to do as little talking as possible. That is my goal, because you guys are basically developing your characters. I sit down in the chair, and it, uh, I shoot a laser, and it blows up all the bad guys. We win the game. All right, see you guys next season. Cool. Next season, I'm going to play a shark who skateboards. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I'll say, uh, well, since... <laughs> Lauren seems to be, or Laura, uh, Lauren seems to be uh, dead set on making sure Objectivist is carried around everywhere. I assume you just have a baby Bjorn with the the uh, the tank in it at this point. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I was gonna wait for this till my downtime scene, but I guess I'll tell you guys now. Um, I have like a big fishbowl kind of, but it's flatter because it's basically a Flava Flav necklace. <gasps> like clock, big chain, and I put him in there because he's my sweet baby son. <laughs> and when it gets cold, I wrap it in a scarf. This is this is an adorable image, and I'm very on board with this. Um, for the record, it, it, the, the flavor flavor necklace bowl. It's 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 is it a giant clock or is it just in the shape of a giant clock? It's just in the shape of a giant clock because he needs a lot of space. Okay, it also is filled with goo because he needs goo. Oh yeah, he loves that goo. Mm-hmm. He requires it. Mm, goo. Uh, and I'll, I'll also say for the sake, I guess Courage can uh, uh, tag along as well. So Olivia basically gathers the crew in, I don't know, there's a lounge. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love that world building. It's a room or whatever. It's got like stuff. Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, I mean, doing a, I don't know. I was like, it needs to be someplace with chairs, I guess. So there's a lounge. And <laughs> no, you set, up, you set up chairs inside the torpedo tubes. <laughs> yeah, they're in there. We all sit. We, we, we crouch down. And uh, Olivia goes, uh, she has like her reading glasses on and she has like uh, she has like a coffee. Not a coffee because I don't like coffee. So it's a latte. Uh, and she just kind of says, so did anyone have anything regarding the last mission they wanted to get off their chest? I do not have a chest. Metaphorically speaking. I'm going to talk about it now, just because... I'm going to talk about it because Dreg's not here, and this isn't because I don't want to talk to Dreg about it, but just because... Just because this is a... I, I think... I think Dreg would maybe find it awkward if I talked about it while he was here. I don't know how to bring it up with him, so... um, Feet! Uh, no, this is not about the feet thing. Um... So, 
Yes. Um, Are you sure it's not about the feet? No, it's not about the feet thing. <laughs> Everyone, please. We all agree Dreg's feet are very hot. <laughs> Captain, what? Please continue. Um, <laughs> so, here's the thing. I'm, I'm a big believer in a group that is going to work well together, is a group that needs to have some level of getting on all right with each other, and I worry that I'm causing problems for group cohesion. Um, I'll I'll try and put this as best I can. Um, I know that me being very, very drunk is not always helpful to getting drag into the group spirit of, yes, we're all on the same page. But I'm also aware that if I didn't do that on our last mission, there would have been at least one eaten brain. So that's the thing I sometimes sit and think about is, how do I balance not letting my the, the consequences of not getting drunk versus the consequences of getting drunk? And I'm not entirely sure how I do that because I like drag. I think drag's wonderful, but I'm also aware I, I'm I'm not doing a good start with getting drag as a friend. Well, that's because you kept talking about his feet. I feel like I talked about his feet once, too many times. <laughs> <laughs> he did a very good job squashing a creature. I don't know. I was trying to do a compliment. It wasn't intended to be about the feet. It was meant to. It was meant to be a compliment if you did a good job. Perhaps we could focus on a different part of his anatomy to praise. I I I think I think the the anatomy direction is not a good direction to go. But <laughs> I don't know how I deal with that because. That a lot of the things he is good at are things that involve him doing good things with his body. <laughs> but <laughs> what? Hey, if you're interested in in dissections of butts, you should go read Laura's book that's just gone up on Unbound. Things I learned from Mario's butt. I'm putting a plug in here. Subtle plug. Subtle, Subtle plug. Are y'all some kind of butt perverts? <laughs> 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 I like God. to think Olivia is just quietly sipping coffee as this is happening. Just like, all right, let him, let him do it. Let him talk this out. Is she taking notes like on a clipboard in her desk? Yeah, there, there's, there's things. There's, there might be notes being taken. There is a clipboard and writing happening. Who knows if it's, it's actual notes or just doodling? <laughs> uh, right, there you go, there you go. Everyone's judged me and told me I'm a foot and butt pervert. Who's next? Who's got that thing to share now? Well, Olivia will uh, add in and she'll say, taking part in uppers and downers can generally be a dangerous process, but it's mitigated a lot by personal responsibility on the part of the imbiber. So I think perhaps if you're worried about using your conduit and perhaps alienating drag by being so drunk... Uh, maybe it'd be in the best interest to establish rules to have more responsibility ushered on others in those sorts of situations, so maybe everything doesn't fall upon you in that regard. Yeah, it's a good theory and practice. I, I maintained last time brains were going to be eaten. I feel like that is a situation where perhaps... I was justified, but I will keep that in mind. My idea of personal responsibility last mission was, well, don't screw up my ability to fight before the fighting's finished, and don't make it so I can't walk home, 
before I have to walk home. No, I think you did really good. Which, I achieved those goals. I achieved those goals. No, you fucking kicked ass. Thank you. And I think we can all appreciate that our mission didn't end with us having to carry you back, as many of us are not very strong. In fact, many of us, I think, are very weak. (laughs) Myself, very much included in that. My bones are hollow. It possibly doesn't help that, uh, should that stage come to it, Dreg is probably the only person who would be fit to carry me home, and again, I don't think that's going to help group morale. Anyway, someone else has turned out feelings. (laughs) I have something I'd like to ask uh, Sasha, actually. So, Sasha. Sup, homie? Word. So, during (laughs) the encounter where we were escaping from the Illithid ships, uh, I believe you called out in praise to Mothman? (laughs) Um, Who is Mothman? um, He is a man. And he's a moth. Okay. Deduction kind of led us to that point. I was hoping for... Maybe some insight as to who he is to you. Um, I just, uh, oh gosh, I can't believe you're putting me on the spot like this. It's just like he's really cool and like can time travel, supposedly. I mean, nobody knows because nobody's met him. But apparently he squeaks and I think that's cute. And apparently, according to this one statue I saw, he has like a really firm butt. Because I guess I'm a butt pervert too now. Oh, I was was visiting Earth one time. I saw that statue. His butt is rather magnificent. I am not a butt pervert. He was so ripped. What the fuck? (laughs) I want like somehow the camera in this scene swings around over Olivia's shoulders and you can see her notepad just has butts underlined seven times. (laughs) Like it just keeps happening. (laughs) This is the gist of what this group therapy session has wrought. Yeah, it's the underlying problem of all of our dynamic. So, I, I'm, I'm curious about this one, Sasha. Uh, it, what was it? What is it you like? You like most about this Mothman? Is is it the mystique of the, the the not being seen by anyone, or is it the attraction to large glowing lights? Honestly, both. In the story I read, he also had many abs. Oh, yeah. My beautiful child. He has so many abs. Have you tried searching the Markov system's sun? Because that is basically a giant light bulb. (laughs) Oh, they do love that lamp. (laughs) I don't presume to know much of this Mothman. Nobody does. But I would like to believe that if Mothman flew into Markov's sun, uh, the results would probably not be favorable to his survival chances. I'm, I'm not saying it'd be survivable, but I know if my big deal was enjoying lamps, I'd like to go out in a blaze of glory. I don't think there's anything comparable to that one. What I'm suggesting is, can we please not chase our ship into the sun on the hope <laughs> that Mothman is there? I would know, I would not do that, but can we please stop talking about him flying into the sun because I'm very sad now. Okay, okay. What if we create a large but not hot light bulb somewhere in space and see what happens someday? How would we do that? I don't know. Science. Next time we go on a mission, we will keep our eyes open for sources of light that are very strong but also don't produce heat. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, giant light bulb. Giant lamp. It has to have a lampshade. It has to be a lamp. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, we can, if we position the ship in the correct place, we can make it, we, we can make it function as a lampshade. Fair. I don't know what to say to that. 
just underneath butts now there's just butts lamps. and lamps question mark <laughs> space lamps you got any uh lamps um i think at this point courage just raises a hand yes courage you don't need to raise your hand please feel free to speak openly these are spaces for us all to let out our thoughts confused well there was a lot of talk about butts so i can understand that what part specifically abs listen he's very jacked okay are, are you confused by the general concept of abs yes um well if you come and uh, visit my room sometime, I can show you all of the research I have I have collected on abs as a general concept. Doctor? Yes? You have abs? <laughs> oh, shit. No, not per se. I was born with rather degenerative muscles, so unfortunately that was not really a possibility for me. Same. <laughs> no muscles. I will create a mage hand to high five him. <laughs> <laughs> he once again doesn't quite understand the meaning of this gesture and it snoots it. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. I mean, Con Conrad, you can dunk on us out of character. Feel free. <laughs> oh, oh, I uh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just quietly enjoying, like, completely un misunderstanding. <laughs> It's going on. It's so great. Like, there's going to be so much group tension later on that could have been, like, resolved right here and now, but I'm not here. And it's great. Well, we just right. talked about asses. Um, so what, what about, what about you, uh, um, Doctor? How, how are you doing today? I'm alright. This has been, uh, a rather heavy situation, but... It's all about approaching it and trying to see what we can get. We have the potential to possibly end a, a race war that has been going on as longer than I've been alive. And the prospects of that are rather daunting. Is that why you seem so weird and like not gung-ho about like most of the rest of us about bringing everybody on board? Because you seem to be like having an issue with objectivists. No, I was more along the lines of seeing what we could do in a larger picture frame for this sort of okay ambition. I'm more than happy to have both objectivists and uh, and courage on the team. It's a welcome enjoyment. It's a chance to experience new cultures, everything like that. And I do love experiencing my new cultures. Okay. Would you say that we are friends, Doctor? <sighs> friends is a strong word. I mean, I wouldn't want to be friends with myself. So, really good acquaintances? I, I, I don't want to be friends with you. I think you're rather lovely. That's a terrible mistake on your part, but I forgive you. Do really good acquaintances let each other use their bodies? Stop it. Is, and in what way, objectivist? I would like to hear more. Hot. Very hot. <laughs> this is all very hot what's happening right now. <laughs> Theoretically, if you no longer needed it, could I have your body? I suppose in the same way I'm an organ donor, <laughs> that if my body were for some reason shed away and no longer necessary, yes, you could have it, Objectivus. Delicious! I mean, thank you! Hey, behave. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, he's just a baby. I am nine years old. Oh shit, I'm like nine years old. 
<laughs> Now you are the baby. No. Oh, you're both the little babies. Uh, well, in the book, our cocker only lived to be like 30 or 40. But science, so like he can probably live longer. But like I'm technically like eight or nine years old, but I'm like in my 20s. Yeah. I think ogres only live to be like 20. I'm middle aged. <laughs> oh, he old. Yeah. But that's because most ogres canonically just fight to the death from the time they're born. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, boy. I like to think of midlife crisis uh, drag on the ship. Mm. Like, we're just like, where'd you get that space hot rod? It's just like, <laughs> oh, you know, just thought I'd check it out. <laughs> He's wearing a toupee. He's just, <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd grow my hair out for kicks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else for this therapy scene? Unless anyone else has any other questions. Well, I just wanted to say, Dr. Adler, I didn't mean that to come off as like an attack. I just want everybody on the ship to be cool with each other. And I feel like open communication is the best way to do that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I will confess that I maybe don't have the same liberated personality that you yourself or the captain share, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy our antics. I prefer more to Enjoy them from afar, like a good wine. Savored. <laughs> well, um, I know that our styles of uh, getting things done are not always, uh, don't always line up necessarily, but um, look, next time we've got some time between missions, if you just, ha- if, you, if there's something you would enjoy doing just to, as a bonding activity for the group, feel free to suggest and we'll go do a bonding activity that's Somewhat on your pace, rather than the loud, boisterous ones of the group necessarily set is setting. Oh, here's how we'll celebrate, etc. I do know of a very fine vegan restaurant. Ooh. They won't serve anything that's ever seen sunlight. Uh. It is exquisite. <laughs> oh goodness, I I I am more than up for a nice refined dinner sometime. That sounds lovely as a group activity. All right, so um, with those plans made, uh, who wants to tell me? how you spend your free time i'll do the thing i'll jump in because i know what i'm doing this week so um yeah for my level up um i go up to level four no huge things happen um i get an ability score improvement which i'm using to take my intelligence from an eight up to a ten which takes my minus one modifier up to a zero modifier so i no longer have any any skills that I get a negative in when I roll the dice. Um, I now get five additional X, uh, I get five additional HP, bringing my max HP up to 31, and I get an extra hit dice, and that's all I really get. I don't get anything particularly exciting for, uh, for this one, but I've basically taken all of the, the stats that I had that little minus one in and just bumped it up to a to a flat zero, which should just stabilise my character a little bit. In terms of my downtime scene, uh, Leah Moira is going to go to a bar in the hopes of making a new space friend. Um, and th- the vague idea here is that she's going in with the idea that if she can't find anyone necessarily to start talking to, she's going to take impossible sounding dares using her re-rolling power to try and impress people and catch enough attention that someone will want to talk to her. All right, so you leave the the Snallygaster and go into, like, the 
I like kind of like the Seoul district. Apollonius is the seat of the you know Seoul embassy, as we discovered last episode. Mm. But in the same way that like a lot of metropolitan areas will have like Chinatown or Little Italy, kind of a place for people who aren't native there that build communities. This is the place on Gloria for Seoul residents. So there's a lot of things that look pretty familiar, even if they're a little off. So like you go looking for a bar, and they. It's like whoever built this place had pictures of earth buildings. So like, oh, yeah, a house with a white picket fence. That's what buildings look like on earth. And it's like, <laughs> that's what residential buildings look like on earth, but not bars. But nobody told the, yeah. the solitaire architects. So it's weird. Um, also, you guys are on the dark side of Gloria. So it is pitch black always here. Although every street is, of course, lined with all kinds of magical light. I um, said lamps and I knew <laughs> Lauren was going to flip out. So lights. Um all the buildings are like fully lit up and stuff so that you can still see, but it's an eternal night vibe. It's almost like your, your perfect carousing environment 24-7. And so you're crunching through the snow in this dark place. And I'd say the snow here, if you can see it under the light, it isn't white like it is on Earth mm-hmm. because of just the difficult, the different chemical composition. It's like a light blue. Oh. So that's strange to you and you're crunching through it. And it's, it has a different texture too. You don't know exactly. And I'm, I won't bother you with like, fucking space i i will with all the details right oh space chemistry can we do some space chemistry can we can we define the shape of the crystals <laughs> of the ice here on this planet oh can we can we the, the hard thing about that is a lot of it's still theoretical so even if um i used the best science available to us i could be proven wrong tomorrow a good oh and what a tragedy that would be i'm that gonna would... make it canon that the, the snow crystals are dodecahedrons thank you uh, a good example of this was until literally like last week, there was no known exomoons, which is like, you know, a moon. You know what a moon is, right? The satellites that orbit planets. Exo as in outside of our solar system. Like we had theorized they exist. Why wouldn't they? They exist in our solar system. They should exist everywhere. But we literally had no proof until very recently as of last week, as of this recording. How wild is that? There was no proof there was moons outside of our solar system until 2018. My my mind is still blown that I only saw the 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 dark side of the moon in a photograph for the first time this week. That still <laughs> blows my mind that I was like, oh, I've never seen that side of the moon. And and, and let's be honest, for the, the people who wouldn't have already just assumed that there were exomoons, they're not going to believe they exist now. <laughs> Exomoon truthers, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of things about like astronomy and astrology and all that is that a lot of it's guesswork. Like we just make uh, informed uh, hypotheses based on the the data we have. So like a lot of planets we think we know exist is just because like, oh, judging by the, the way these other things are moving, there has to be something of significant mass there. It, it would make more sense for it to exist than for it not to exist. Yes. And so I don't know why I went on this long tangent, mostly just because it's in my head and now I wanted to... Because to... there's cool blue snow on this uh, in Little Earth Town. Yes, and now I'm inflicting this knowledge curse on you. But you make your way into the bar. This is specifically a kind of uh, soul person bar. Is there, a, is there a word for that? Like if someone's American... Like I'd say it was an American bar if we're talking about people from America. But when I say like solis, <laughs> that's not a thing. I'll just say earthlings <laughs> because that's easier. So it's an earthling bar and you go in there and you see uh, there's humans, there are dwarves, there are elves. Uh, the bartender is solitaire, uh, but his shell is it looks like a classic Roman or Greek statue, like the white uh, marble and like perfectly chiseled form. Like someone's like, ah, oh, yes, the, the most perfect human disguise is this uh 
ancient sculpture I found on the internet. <laughs> I'm I'm just picturing the exagger the most exaggerated like caricature of Earth possible. Like this is the if you're actually from Earth, this is probably a little bit tacky. But anyone from out of town is like, oh yeah, it's so Earth. This is so cute. It's the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, it's extremely tacky. Uh, yeah. There's like just a bunch of like pictures of the earth. <laughs> like, oh, we don't remember this guy? Is um, it like uh I don't think it's downtown Disney, but it's like that one part of Disney in Florida where it just looks like houses and shit. Well, no, but you mean the town that Disney owns in Florida, or that too. which allowed them to acquire, you know, control over their land in a very real and like political sense that allows them to dominate life in that area of florida is that that town with the houses you're talking about celebration florida yeah which we talked about last yeah. season celebration because florida. people didn't believe me that life was that dystopian yeah i i didn't even listen to the episode and i could have told you yes life's that dystopian yeah. it's that bad people sorry everyone um but yeah this this is very much like the epcot version of earth so that's the bar you're dealing with there's a solitaire bartender who looks like a, a marble statue of a human man it's it's off-putting, but he seems friendly. He, he sees you coming and he says, Hello, John, bartender. <laughs> Hello. Um, uh, Liam Moore is going to head over to the bar and look for anyone that looks... Uh, that, that is sat by themselves at the bar and looks, like, interesting is the word I'm going to use. They don't have to necessarily look like a good person to talk with, but someone who's like, Oh, you seem different, and you're by yourself. Hello. I have a very interesting person for you at this bar. Okay. There is a drow man. Drow is a uh, dark elf. So elf, long, you know, long pointy ears and kind of a skinnier frame, but black skin. Uh, this drow man is like in his mid 20s, maybe. And I say he's interesting because he has a mohawk Ooh. and he has a incredible scar on the back of his head. Like a just a it looks like a grenade went off against the back of his head. And he has this mohawk to show it off. So he's a hot bad boy. This is the person I want to make friends with. Um, Liam wears just... leather jacket. Leather jacket is very important. <laughs> leather jacket that completes the. Well, you can't have a mohawk and not a leather jacket. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, without saying, a, I a apologize. A mohawk and a cardigan doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, you know, no, uh, no, I'm going to argue against you on yeah. that point. I look fucking great in a cardigan. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, Liam is just gonna like go go over to that uh, near to them and just go. Um, oh, do you mind if I mind if I take a seat here? It is free planet. Lovely. Um, so she's gonna sit sit down and uh, order it order a drink. I don't know what it is. So a uh, a solitaire mind blaster. Um, <laughs> you always try to get mind blasted. Last time it was an Eladrin mind blaster. Am I just getting various types of mind blaster? Okay, uh, a so- <laughs> uh, <laughs> every culture has a mind blaster. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's it's the same drink, but the solitaire just make it with like things that they think is supposed to be like oh yeah, humans drink this, right? Yeah, it's absolutely just like okay, we looked up beer on the internet. It's wheat and barley and hops, and we're just gonna put that in a big mug. <laughs> we're just gonna... oh, it's like the Michelada of space drinks. They combined like a fucking mint julep and like a screwdriver because they don't understand the concept of orange and mint together is not good. I am very up for drinking this orange and mint uh, alcoholic concoction. All right, Constitution saving throw to do that. Uh, Constitution, that's fine. I have a positive in that. Huzzah. 
15. That's yeah, that's very good. You hold your drink well. It's uh, not what you expected flavor-wise. The mouthfeel is kind of whack, but yeah, you get through it. Um, at which point she's going to turn to the new, to this new friend and go, um, I don't know if you've ever tried the uh, the solitaire, solitaire Mind Blaster. Um, the, the, the mint really brings out the orange in it. You drink for flavor? I drink for a number of reasons. Uh, Leah Moyer is the name. Uh, and, and yourself? Ragnar. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. How, how are you doing this evening? Better now. He pulls out a, he has a vial inside of his jacket. He pulls out, it's a very small vial filled with like black liquid and he drop, puts a drop in his drink and he offers it to you. Uh, can I do some kind of check to know what this might be? Sure. Uh, probably medicine. Okay, an 11 on this. Yeah, so with an 11, uh, you see that's a black um, liquid in there, and you just put, using context clues, he has a drow. Uh, drow are famous. They used to worship a spider goddess, and a thing you know about their culture, probably through movies, is that this is probably spider venom that he is offering you to give your drink some extra kick. Uh, I will accept the spider venom that is offered. <laughs> All right, he puts a drop in there. Give me another constitution saving throw to drink this. Okay. Because you are now intentionally poisoning yourself uh, for fun. Another constitution. Okay. Um, okay, that's a five, and I'm going to re-roll. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, well, remember, you still have, until the next mission starts, you still have your same uh, thing. So you're not going to be able to walk if you do oh, this. Oh, I thought it had re- reset because I presumably had a good night's sleep. That is probably how it works. I think it'd probably be funnier oh. if either you can't walk or you just choose to be wasted. For this scene, because oh. at the end of this, yes, we will recharge for the next arc. Oh goodness! So if I, because where we left it off, if I take one more drink, I'm pretty sure. Wait, let me let me check that table. I hadn't even brought the table up because I was like, I don't think it's gonna matter with how little exhaustion. What I could have. possibly go wrong? I think one more drink reduces your movement speed to zero. Yeah, so you can't walk. So I think, yeah, so I'm headcanning this. This is the night after the gala where uh, Ambassador Jacqueline whispered something to Dr. Uh, Adler. So you leave that party and go right to the bar because that's how you roll. And so you're still you're still messed up. So this is a more interesting choice. I can take two drinks and not pass out. It's the third drink that makes me pass out. Huh. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that re-roll. Let's let's go for it. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. <laughs> it's a four. Uh, um let's give it one more go. <laughs> <laughs> now wait if this one, if you try another one after this, you just, you dr- lose a, you lose consciousness. No, no, no. This is the last drink I can take safely. But I mean, if, th- if, if this one goes bad, you're, <laughs> like, your only option is to be unconscious. No, no, I have the option to have a bad constitution result. True. Um, yeah, let's go for it. D20. Come on, this is a plus one. I, I, I can't be doing this bad. 17. There we go. Finally. <laughs> yeah. So after fighting mightily in your tummy, uh, you do manage to choke down <laughs> the uh, god-awful concoction of multiple earth drinks and spider venom, and you feel warm and tingly, <laughs> and it is uh, pleasant after a spell. I, 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 I turn to him and go, uh, see, here's the thing. Orange and mint together is an inquired taste. Orange and mint, and a little bit of the, little bit of that that stuff. Mix that together. Oh, oh, my body was having an interesting time. <laughs> Probably should have picked a more uh, 
let's put it this way, a less, a less stomach-churning base drink might have been an idea for me. Where is fun in that? Ah, I suppose so. If you're not having to, like, throw up a little bit in your mouth and then swallow it back down, is it really worth swallowing? Vomit pervert! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can drink to that. Yeah. So uh, uh, you guys are having this conversation about how much you both like being completely reckless. And you hear somebody come up to you uh, from behind, Liamira, and tap you on the shoulder. It is a human uh, flanked by a dwarf and an elf. They all have uh, the kind of wrist uh, things that Sasha does. The kind of, it looks like a watch, but you know, they can project hard light weapons. Mm. And the human says, hey, I know you, man. Ooh. Me or me or, uh, or or cool mohawk friend here. You you big cow. You think just show your face around here if you smooch my lady? Oh, I think I can smooch. Here's the thing: if I'm not allowed to show my face in a place where I smooch someone that someone else is now <laughs> smooching, there'd be very few places in space I'd be allowed to go these days. Um. All right. He glasses you. Roll initiative. <laughs> because I'm going to have to do this fight from my chair. Oh. Because I can't move. 20? At 10 on initiative. All right, so the elf, the dwarf, and the human all use their hard light projectors to project basically like batons. They're not going to, like, you know, murder you, but they're going to try to whoop your ass here in this bar. And you are stuck to your stool because you've re-rolled so many <laughs> times. This is phenomenal. Uh, Attack 9-17-7. Uh, one of those hits... Uh, five damage as he cr- just whacks you across the face with the, his baton. Your turn. So I tend to fight with a shotgun, which is not a particularly um, in-the-middle-of-the-bar kind of weapon. Uh, can I reflavor my ammunition as a shotgun beanbag pellets or something that does does the damage but is less socially unacceptable if you've sprayed blood all over the bar? I would imagine that as Bounty Hunter, you would have non-lethal, non-lethal ammo. Also, because you are a GIF, you actually get a ability. Um, most like most uh, races you can play as have like a unique thing. Like, um, hmm. uh, you know, elves don't have to sleep, for example. The GIF don't have to reload. Indeed, which is very, very useful for me as a GIF ranger. Huzzah! Yes, your martial culture has made you so adept that you could switch from lethal to non-lethal ammo without wasting any part of your turn. So knock yourself out. Wonderful. Um, so I'm I'm gonna like I'm I'm gonna assume that these these like the the stools sat at the bar are like swivel stools, so I can do a little spin around in my chair. I can <laughs> get get my aim without being able to get up and move. Um, so Liam Moyer is just gonna sort of like grab the bar and, like, push to spin herself around a bit and just take a nice shot <laughs> squarely at, like, the centre of this trio. Uh, <laughs> this is the most fucking hippo-ass bar fight in history. <laughs> well, she's, she's got good dexterity. She's good at, like, she can do a do a nice pirouette spin nice and gracefully. Uh, 25. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking nuke these dudes, Earl Damage. Uh, I'm so glad that, like, I'm not. I haven't yet screwed myself over by having used all of my rolls, my rerolls to look cool drinking with a new friend. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should add something or not, but mm-hmm. don't you have disadvantage on all your rolls with the the drinks? Chris, why you always narc? No, you're <laughs> right. I do. Fuck. 
Again, I'd not anticipated this. I thought, oh, mission's ended. We've had the level up. I'll be fine. Oh, oh no. You went to a bar in d and I don't... <laughs> At a certain point, you have to take responsibility. Always a fucking disadvantage, Nark, Chris. <laughs> I, I assumed I was going to the bar after I'd had a nice nap first. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> uh, just funnier this way. Let's have a look. Let's try this re-roll. D20. Mm-hmm. What's that? Plus... 13. Do I still hit them? Yes, they are not wearing armor. They just went to the bar to drink and they one of them saw you and was like, you smooch my girlfriend. So yes. Okay, so that's a 13 and let's roll the damage. Oh boy. Oh, that is that is a 3 on damage. Yeah, so you shoot your non-lethal pellets into them and it, you know, it stings like it's a bad BB shot, but they are not uh, severely hurt. And they are going to go to work on you with their batons. Attack. Attack, attack. Three, three, five. They all <laughs> miss. I'm going to give this shot another go. Uh, yeah, tell them, I mean, you, so you're still spinning on the stool and you're just deflecting their batons with your shotgun as you spin? Yeah, as they're going around, they're like, I'm, I'm just like using my shotgun as a melee thing to just knock their batons out the way. Just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan as Leomira Melbeck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 18 on the first roll and... 21 on the second. So that's 18 to shoot back at them with non-lethal ammo again. Uh, Holy shit. Okay, that's better damage. That's a 12. Yeah, you blast again into the into this group. Once again, these are unarmed civilians. Or not unarmed. These are untrained, unarmored civilians. So 12 damage is actually pretty pretty badass. You blast, uh, you know, the elf goes down, um, just like wheezing, doubled over, because you, you knock the air out of him, and the dwarf uh, gets blasted pretty badly, too. And at this point, I'm just gonna say to them, look, I, I'm, I'm just gonna let you know now, I've never knowingly smooched someone that isn't a monogamous thing. I, I respect monogamy where it's, where, it's a, where it's applicable. If I've smooched you, gal, I'm very sorry about that. I did so unawaredly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if unawaredly is a word, but I did so unawaredly. You call my girl an unawaredly smoocher? I I don't know. Uh, who, was, who was your gal? Um, th- this human, uh, he like flicks his wrist and the hard light projector changes to a knife. Oh, well, um, could you at least tell me who your gal was so I know who I'm being beaten up for smooching and can do the mental math to work out whether it was... Whether whether the smooch was was you know was it worth getting beaten up for? Eighteen, uh, eighteen hits. All right, two damage okay. as he try he tries to stab you and it get, catches you at uh, like in the sh- I don't know you tell me where does he stab you? Uh, maybe maybe catches me in the uh, in the shoulder. All right, uh, so this person just runs up and starts trying to stab you. At which point your friend at the bar, the Drow Ragnar is his name. R I G. R-A-G-N-A-R. Uh, he pulls out a revolver and puts it up against the guy's head and says, All right, I am bored now. You may leave. Thank you very much, Ragnar. Super appreciate the uh, the hand. Uh, by the way, as you're going, I would I would still like to know who it was I smooched. <laughs> you just you smooched so many ladies you can't even remember? Oh, no, I... You're taking this entirely the wrong way. I smooch so many people. I remember every one of them. I have a wall on back home. I have a wall 
lovely pictures and names of people. I, if you tell me who it was, yeah, this does not sound serial killerish <laughs> at all. Who I smooched, I will, I will be like, yes, I remember that person. I had a great time. I don't smooch and forget. It's a fine line between scrapbook and seven. <laughs> uh, the human says, Mary. Oh. Oh, yes, Mary. Mary was, Mary was absolutely lovely. I, I maintain what I said before. Was not, if, if Mary was in a committed monogamous relationship at the time, she was not forthcoming with that information. Um, she's absolutely lovely. Uh, I very much enjoyed watching her play uh, roller, roller Derby. The, 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 uh, <laughs> the, the gravity on Mars makes her fascinating roller sports. <laughs> I love this universe. Uh, I apologize. I apologize. No, no harm meant to you. She's a lovely gal. I hope that whatever conversation you have when you get back home is as unproblematic as it can be. <laughs> and Ragnar like, gives him a little slap on the side of the face with his gun and says, all right, you have been excused. Right. <laughs> and the human and his friends kind of pick themselves up sheepishly and leave the bar. Uh, thank you for that one. Uh, I... Normally would have been a little more in control of the situation. Not going to lie, I've been getting drunk and doing intergalactic politics for the last... I don't even know how long. It's been a while. I've not had a slip, so I appreciate the, uh... I appreciate the help. You are a politician? Um, I'm I'm a little bit of everything these days, I suppose. Uh... Part bounty hunter, part space adventurer, apparently now part politician. Um, <laughs> I, I go around and just do whatever jobs, whatever jobs Sol back home is like, oh, we need someone to go do this, and we're all a little too wimp and weak, w- wimpy and weak to do it ourselves. And that's where I end up. What about you? What do you do? Let me walk you back to your ship, and I will tell you. Uh, I appreciate that offer, because... In the time we've been sat here, my legs a little less working than I would appreciate. All right. So uh, Ragnar, who is like one eighth your size, he is a, like a skinny elf man uh, and you are a giant hippo lady. He helps you off your stool and, you know, takes you by the arm and uh, kind of leads you slowly back to the Snallygaster. I, I like to think Leomoria is trying to use her shotgun as a walking stick in the other hand to try and prop herself <laughs> up a bit. Nice. Important question. Is he a Bishi? He is now, obviously. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so as he's walking, he says, I do transportation. That's nice and cryptic. What sort of transportation do you do? <laughs> Some would say smuggling. Oh, we've all been there. No need to be so shy about it. There's a, there's a, there's a point in my teens where I, all I really did was just fly illicit substances from point A to point B. It's not, it's not a bad way to see the universe. You get to do a lot of travelling, at least. I am glad to hear you say that. Do you, you get to transport anything fun, at the very least? Many times, very fun. <laughs> Strange, exotic animals, uh, very powerful weapons, uh, delicious food. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, I don't know how often... Uh, did, you, did your travels take you outside of Markov very often? Or, uh, or a frequent Markov flyer, are you? These days I am bound to the system. I work for... Well, I'm sure you have heard of Caravella family? I'm assuming... Will I have heard of them in character? 
Yeah, they are the they're basically the main criminal element in Markov. Okay, okay. Um oh, yes, yes. There's very little of space that they don't have some some hand in doing something or other, isn't there? <laughs> yes, they are very successful. Tentacles in every pie, as they say. <laughs> oh goodness. I yeah, yeah, sorry. I I'm just <laughs> just having a different giggle at the idea of tentacles in pies. <laughs> Yeah, uh. I am happy for you. Indeed. One of the things that uh, makes them so successful is knowing which kind of friends to make. Are you open to a new friend? I am. I am always open to a new friend. Uh, friendship across space is kind of my deal at this point. My my work is a means to an end because honestly, I just like the idea of of meeting new people who are gone different walks of life and just getting a bit of a sense of. You know, everything the universe has to offer. So yes, it'd be lovely to make a new friend. <laughs> well, Captain, you have made my night. I was not expecting this pitch to be so easy. Well, look, I, I've i done enough things in my time in space to know that a person's line of work is not necessarily indicative of them as a person. Uh... All I know about you tonight is I sat down with you for a uh, sat down. And you were more than more than welcome to, uh, more than open to having a discussion. You had my back when someone who was a little ill-informed about their own love life showed up and made things hard for me. <laughs> and you, in a line of work that I have experienced before and know the positive benefits of, so I'm I am not opposed to saying hello to someone new tonight. You've you've been a delight. And I, I'm not going to just go, oh, you work for someone a little bit bad and write you off entirely. Uh, he pulls out a package he has inside of his leather jacket. Um, it looks to be a kind of rectangular prism, maybe um, a book of some kind or maybe a shoebox, but thinner. Um, it's obviously a fitness jacket, so it's completely covered, so you can't see what's in it. And um, he kind of holds it out to you, holds it out to you and says, if perhaps you could see your way clear to delivering this if you find yourself near Pell 3. That would be most helpful for all of our friends. Considering I did just tell you that t- today has been a day of diplomacy, can you at least give me an idea of what flavour of, of happenstance I'm getting into here? <laughs> the package is not dangerous, nor is it highly illegal. Uh, hmm. Go on, Olive Branch, I'm going to give this a shot. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. You, you will not find it hard to deliver. The Caravella family has eyes everywhere. They will find you. <laughs> Wonderful, dear. Have a good evening. Um, he, as you turn to leave, he says, uh, Oh, of course I could not let you go uncompensated. Well, it goes as much without saying. Any Anyone working <laughs> with that particular family is going to have a little bit of compensation on the hand. What, do, we, do we want to talk now, or...? Uh, he says, I will have something sent to your ship. Fantastic. I look forward to engaging with you again, dear. Good night, Captain Melbeck. Good night. And may your mohawk... Stay just as fabulous. 
<laughs> he actually seems like very appreciative that you never once brought up his incredible scar, which I'm per- presumably literally everyone he's ever talked to has asked about. So he actually does seem to like I'm, you don't even have to make an insight check. He seems like genuinely into you and not just using you, although he is using you. No, I'm aware he's using me, but also like, no, I, I get the feeling that there is there is a genuine appreciativeness here. So it's like, I'm going to see what it is he's asking of me and uh, I'll talk to him again. Talk to him again once I've got a better picture of what he's dealing with. Yeah. Um. And so you later in the night, uh, uh, a package arrives, and it is parts uh, to upgrade your shotgun. Ooh. Okay. Which he saw you use. So you have now a plus one shotgun. Um. Uh, if you want to establish anything about how you do that, I don't know. Sights, choke, trigger. I don't know. You tell us. So, for upgrading this shotgun, I like the idea that it's uh, a slightly... You, you know how a shotgun usually ends in just, like, the, the plain barrel? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like a little T-section to the barrel that just, like, goes lines up against the chest, because obviously, you know, as a GIF, fa- fairly wide surface area on the chest that could be used to, like, you know, just spread it out and uh, give a little more control to how you're firing a very high-recoil weapon. All right, cool. That was a rather long scene, but, you know, sometimes these things just happen like that. Uh, who else wants to tell me about their downtime? Be- before we move over, ha- can I look inside the package I'm delivering and find out what it is I'm dealing with? You absolutely can. I do want to say that it was implicit that you would not, but you are. I cannot stop you. Okay, no. I- okay, that's that's fine. I, I don't know the-, the rules of these things out of character. <laughs> No, I I will say explicitly that there was an understanding between you based on your knowledge of smuggling. Like you said, you you know, in your younger days, you both uh, understood that it was it was unspoken. You would not do that, but you can. That's a choice you can make. No, that's fair. I'll leave it unopened. Where do you leave it is the question I have. <laughs> Drake's going to find your package. Um, I, I leave it in like the, 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 the corner of, of, uh, of the captain's room that she has implied is just full of like... Your underwear drawer. All the sex stuff that... That's fine. As, I'm just asking if it's something that's left in like a public... No, group. no, no. She's, she's like leaving that hidden in like the bottom of the sex toys drawer where it's like no, no one's going in there. Because it's like one of those questions of... Do we know our captain's taking on other jobs, for example? Who on this crew would take on another job? What? <laughs> That's scandalous. Anyway, Drag, your downtime scene. Yeah, so I'm going to go uh, <laughs> hit the... <clears throat> I'm going to go hit the streets, look for a little action, mm-hmm. uh, see if there is some maybe a slightly off-the-books work I could be doing because I have realized that these people are going to get me killed. <laughs> All right, so Drag, your background is criminal. Uh, you have not, yes. You have not explained to the audience what that means, but we know you have a criminal past, and that gives you criminal contacts. That's the thing you get for having a criminal background. So you don't even need to roll to hit the streets. Yeah. You just can do that. And so I'm going to do... Well, I mean, some of my contacts might be burned. Mm, yeah. Is my concern. Absolutely. Yeah, we can be nonspecific. If you just want to say, like, you you know a guy who knows a guy and you ask her around and someone, you know. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to have to be, because if I were to use a contact, that would be probably a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we can leave it abstract. You get a call from yeah. a number and, you know, you do a dead drop or something and someone says they have a job for you. All right. There are some people who stole a bunch of graphene from a uh, refinery in the Terminator 
on Gloria. The Terminator, uh, I have mentioned once before, that's the area between night and day. This is it's a real thing. That's just like the line that the sun makes on a body as it, you know, as revolutions happen in space. Uh, but this is literally this the the line. Sorry. I, I almost made a seize the means of solar production joke, and I just... It's very on brand. All right. Anyway, so go ahead. Yeah. So there's there's kind of a tranche between the night and dark side of Gloria. And in that strip that goes all right. across the planet, that's called the Terminator. Anyway, in there, some graphene was stolen. And your contact tells you that they're going to transport that stolen graphene into the dark half where you are and then smuggle it off planet. And they want you to hit the transport and steal it back for them. And in return, you know, you'll get a little piece. Okay. So if, if I may set the scene here, yes, please do. Uh, they probably, you probably know someone who knows someone who hooks you up with like a snowmobile or something. You, yeah, that would have to be it. You jet across this light blue snow out to near the Terminator. And it is, you've seen it before, but it's still shocking to look in one direction and see day and look behind you and see blackest night and the air on the 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 sky on the light side is like a weird purple-ish because of the composition of the atmosphere and the light going through it and it's just surreal and you 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 probably see it every day for the rest of your life and never get used to it it's wild but you know that soon there's going to be a truck moving across this line and you have to hit it here and you don't think it's gonna be too heavily armored it's just like a small crew but it's just you so that your your contacts have a lot of faith in you. How large is the load that's being delivered? Do I know that? Uh, you think it's? They said a truck, so probably just like one um, Brinks truck. Is that a is that a reference? Everyone like gets? an armored car. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, that. So one of those, you figure there's probably two or three people in it. Yeah. Okay. So how does how does drug take that drag drug? How does drug do? How does drag take down this convoy? Describe for me um, the road that crosses the terminal to the Terminator. So it, on on the dark side, it is just that blue snow and ice, and it's you know crunchy. These weird crystals we we talked about that you had a snowmobile over, and then there's a weird. Um, it's actually a pretty wide area the terminator is where these two biomes mix you can't actually see the the, the full light side here but it's like the snow stuff it starts to melt and it's just like incredibly inhospitable so you th- figure that they have to come across the line pretty slow to not get stuck or spin out or anything so it's a prime ambush spot but mm-hmm. yeah so there's snow on one side and the other it's like slush and mud and how much time do i have before they arrive up however much time you need you have the whole night and also it's pitch pitch black on your side so they literally can't see you is this a commonly traversed road good question uh yes but um not at this time of night right uh night of course being a weird thing with planets and so forth but you, yeah. you know you you're it's they're smugglers so they're trying to do it at the least populated time so yeah Okay, but they are doing it on a fairly established road that gets frequent use. Yeah, I'm picturing kind of like a Fargo, uh, ch- you know, car chase kind of scene, right? Where like a, like a two lane highway out in the middle of yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're in Fargo now. Oh, that's horrifying. Um, mm-hmm. And this this uh, this snowmobile I'm borrowing. How much do they? <laughs> <laughs> How do they feel about their snowmobile? <laughs> oh my lord! I assume that they want it back, but also that you're not going to lose any friends because stuff happens. They're not stupid. Yeah. 
Um, it'll it'll come out of your pay. I need water. And I need I need to come out here with water. All right, you have water if you need it. You- yeah, I need to come out here with water. And at the point of the Terminator, I'm gonna spray down the road with water. Nice. So they're gonna come out of this the sludge into what they think is like packed snow, and they're gonna go sliding. That's correct. All right. Um, and then I can be waiting behind a bank for to jump out and ambush them after that point. All right. So why don't we make, let's say, uh, you think athletics is a good determination of you rushing it into the ambush faster before they can get, uh, you know, out of the truck and ready to fight you. Yeah, probably. All right. Let's get an athletics roll for this ambush. Okay. Let's see. That's a plus four (laughs) crit. Uh, well, you tell 24. me. You tell me what happens, Cohen brother. <laughs> All right, so um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they come driving in, uh, and they're ready to. You know, they're starting. They're accelerating to push through this sludge that they're they're getting through in the heat. And as soon as they hit the other side, they should just be propelled forward and lose control of their vehicle. Um, I don't expect it to turn over, but it would skid pretty severely. At which point, Drag is going to rush full on at the side of it uh, and, and shoulder into the, the, uh, uh, the back door. And the back door? The back door. All right. So with your crit, you definitely do that. You just want to bust the back door down with your huge... Uh... Yeah. Jeez, you're a huge ogre's shoulder. All right, you crush the back doors of this armored car in as it's skidding across the road. You see there is one guy in there, and he has a shotgun, very much like Captain Melbeck's gun. What do you do? I'm going to roll intimidation. All right. (laughs) Crit again. Are you? That's impossible. (laughs) Someone screenshot this. 26. All right, so you shoulder check the doors off this armored car. The guy gets up. It aims a shotgun at you, sees you're a fucking ogre, and goes, Is this worth this? I don't even get dental, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely just throws up his arms, drops his shotgun. You see all around him there are, there are just like gym bags that are sealed, you assume, that are full of the stolen graphene. But there's, um, I was going to say more than you can carry, but you are an ogre. I would say you'll have difficulty carrying it all, but you probably could. I'm going to... Uh... Take his shotgun, mm-hmm. gesture with a thumb out the back, uh-huh. and uh, holding him at gunpoint. Oh, gosh. As he steps out, because there's more people here. Yeah, two guys get out of the cab, and they have sidearms, and they, you know, they bear down on you coming out. They're like, there's just one of you, and they see you have their friend at gunpoint, so it's tense. And I'm going to make another intimidation check. If it's a third crit, I quit. No, not a crit, but it is a 21. Yeah, I mean, it's a 21, though, dude. (laughs) Fucking Conrad was saving his energy this entire, like a fucking Saiyan. (laughs) Asshole. All right, so so what do you say to these two guys? You can all go home. Short, sweet, to the point, I guess. Um, One of them, uh, I guess the driver, probably the one who's ostensibly in charge, says... You're going to take it all, man? Our bosses are going to kill us. Do you know who we work for? Who do you work for? We, we work for the Caravellas, man. <laughs> then you tell them. 
you lost it. We're gonna get lost in a black hole if we come back empty-handed. Then perhaps you don't go back. But this is mine. All right, I mean, you got two crits and a 21, and also you have their friend at gunpoint, so there's no narrative uh, excuse I can think of for them not to fold under your demands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess they throw their guns down, put their hands up, and just turn around and wait for you to leave on the snowmobile with your graphene. Yep, and that's exactly what's going to happen. God, that was the most successful anyone has done anything in the history of this show. We've been doing this for like four years. Uh, you, I, I think the only time I can think of I've had better roles than that was flirting with Carrie last season, where I got like, I'm <laughs> yeah. pretty sure I got like three crits while doing terrible puns. I did do really, really well in season two uh, with not getting us murdered before Johnny... Uh, Got us murdered, yeah. This this is one of those rare, like, oh, you just did everything perfect moments. And and I'm happy to have participated in that. And you wasted it not get, using it to get laid. <laughs> uh, you'll thank me later. I have plans. Yeah, tell us about your plans, because there's a reason you did this. There is a reason I did this. I have realized y'all are going to get me killed. Uh, so, But he's not smart enough to have realized... Um, that he needs to be smarter. <laughs> so he's just getting a big-ass shield made. Oh. Yeah, so you return the your contacts cut of graphene to them, and with the remaining that you keep, uh, tell us about the shield you get forged. Uh, I, yeah, so it's... Yeah, it's desi the design is such that it can fit on the forearm. Of an ogre. Of an ogre, yeah. That will, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, but but it, it has retractable flaps that come out and extend into a full um a full shield otherwise it's just like an armband on his forearm nice uh so it's it's, it's it's essentially a buckler yeah so your ac is going to go up by one and presumably as this campaign goes on you could probably make improvements to it and get it up plus two plus three it depends how much you invest in it but yeah that's Huzzah. a thing you're doing to improve your character um and other uh other character level up stuff. Um, <laughs> you just my, went right into the crime. Just went right into the crime. Uh, for level four, I increased my constitution ability score, uh, which, because uh, I was on the verge of another, um, another point of proficiency bonus there. And, uh, and then that uh, gave me uh, plus two to my hit points when I rolled my hit point addition. So I went up to 33, gained 10 hit points. And I got another another hit dice, so yay. And that was my upgrades. Yes, so you're bigger, beefier, and harder to kill. Very drag. Yep, that's his bag. And we have one more scene before you guys head off to Hypatia to solve the poaching problem. Tis I. The Frenchiest fry. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my level up first. I got an ability score increase, which I added all to charisma. So I'm extremely smooth now. <laughs> And also my spell save DC is higher and my attack bonus. I also got a new cantrip, so I took press the digitation because it's useful as shit. <laughs> it, you can make like little fires and clean shit and make things taste like other things, which is a weird thing to be able to do, but you know. And then I took Thunder Wave. No, I'm sorry. I already had Thunder Wave. Whoops. I took Shatter, which is like Thunder Wave, but bigger. Mm. 
basically, it like is a weird magic explosion. Yeah, so you're just you get taking all the spells that let you explode people with ASMR. Yeah, I just kind of softly whisper and pat my talons against the desk. <laughs> no survivors. <laughs> I like, do that. Have you guys seen that little girl who taps the mug sassily? It's like that, but with talons. I've never actually seen an ASMR video. I'm just aware of it because everyone talks about it on the internet. It's, I actually really like it. I'm not making fun. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm going to do for my uh, downtime scene, or for Sasha's, I'm not Sasha. You could be. Uh, I could be. I'm going to take Objectivist out on a little shopping trip in our cryptid hunt. All right. Tell us about uh, Big Boy's Day Out. Okay. So I'm taking my beautiful child to get some more goo. Mm-hmm. We got to stock up before we go because he needs goo. So we're going to go to the goo store. I do love a good goo. Where would we buy goo? Is there an actual goo store? I mean, the goo, the goo boutique, the gootique. The gootique, that's right. I, I assume it's just like, because there's so many aliens who come here, there's like a store that specializes in like whatever, just like a variety of weird alien stuff that people need. So like whatever vitamins, whatever, you know, creatures need to survive on this planet and stuff. Just so probably that. What kind of goo does he need? It's like a brine, I think technically that the elder brain um like floats in. Uh, the oh no he's like a turkey <laughs> um it's yeah it's a bunch of like goo it's the big tank the brain floats in is also where the the tadpoles live and other elithids throw brains in to feed the uh elder brain and the tadpoles live off like the scraps and the psychic energy oh it's problematic goo <laughs> I gotta go to the problematic goo store so yeah it's a it's a combination of uh you know just like secretions it's um what's the word to look for not amniotic fluid. What's the fluid in the brain, my dudes? I thought it was amniotic amniotic fluid. No, that's like fetus stuff, isn't it? Oh, fuck. Doctor! <laughs> Cerebro, it's cerebrospinal fluid. Did you just do the same as me and Google brain juice? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I Googled brain fluid, yeah. Well, do they have that goo? Yeah, sure. All right. And I was correct. Amniotic fluid is the fetus stuff. I was right, yeah. Mm, science. So not that, yeah. Okay, so I've got my goo for my boy. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I have goo. You have goo. It's in your Flavor Flav necklace that he lives in. Mm-hmm. And are there woods on Gloria? Uh, not only are there woods, but there's, I would say, a pretty significant uh, biome on this planet composed of, like, taiga. So pretty, pretty great cryptid hunting land. All right. So I'm going to teach my son the ways of cryptid hunting. All right, so you want to make a survival roll? Uh, 15. Pretty good, yeah. So just outside of, like, Little Earth, <laughs> is that what to call it, Earth Town? Earth Town doesn't sound right, Little Earth. Um, there is some a boreal forest. Um, this is a real kind of biome found in, like, Canada, Northern Europe, Russia. It's, like, uh, very tundra-esque, but with uh, forest. Um, I imagine the plants here look very different. Um, so that's probably freaky to you, but the, the same, the, the concept is similar. The actual term is taiga, T-A-I-G-A, but you just, you know, cold forest land, then you start crunching through it. It's light blue snow and weird alien trees searching. The first step of cryptid hunting, my beautiful baby boy, is you gotta look for tracks, but to look for tracks, you gotta know what you're looking for, kind of. They're cryptids, so it's murky. But today we are looking for the mysterious guava bird. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a really round bird with big fluffy feathers, long leggies, a long curved beak, and it's just like round and it has like no wings. Totally not a thing. But you are a bird. How is that encrypted? Because it's a special kind of bird. What makes it special? Nobody's ever seen them except for like a couple people, and also they're really fat and cute. <laughs> it, okay, <laughs> I don't even know what I want. Her, I don't even know what I want. Objectivist to take away from that message. <laughs> I will follow your lead, literally, because I am stuck in your necklace. Mm-hmm. Yep, you love it. Okay, so we're looking for bird tracks, but like little ones. Okay, and. When you want to look at things, let me teach you about how I do it. I guess you don't have hands, so this might not work. Oh. Well, I'm going to show you what I do anyway. And she's going to, like, put her hands around her eyes like goggles and, like, twist them like binoculars and say, enhance. <laughs> it's my secret technique. I can do that with my mind. Okay, yeah, do it. Oh, there are many birds in this forest. Oh, boy. Any fat ones? <laughs> there are some real heckin' chonkers in this forest. Oh, a lot they coming. <laughs> Should I poke their brains? What? With with my brain. Is it gonna hurt them? Not if I shouldn't. Okay. Well, as long as you don't hurt them, see if you can find the guava bird. Poke, 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 poke. And you, you sit in the in the distance and you hear just like birds squawking and taking flight and all the trees are like rumbling with the, the birds all f flipping out at once because something is inside of their mind trying to talk to them and they're just birds. Oh, poor birds. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> they're just flipping out. Um, so now that the forest is alive with uh, alien birds flipping their shit. Can I roll another survival to look for tracks? Uh, how about nature? Nature, okay. Yeah, we don't want to roll the same thing repeatedly without any circumstances changing. Crit! Well, eat a butt. <laughs> you eat a butt. <laughs> All right, so you find the exact tracks you're looking for uh, with a crit. Okay. Tell me about them. Uh, well, I feel like this is a small bird. Mm -hmm. You could compare it to maybe a kiwi. I would. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so small, like the, I think they have the three toes in the front and like the one in the back mm -hmm. and they're small and slim little toes and maybe some like little peck holes <laughs> where they pecked with their really long beaks. What are they pecking? Uh, probably grubs and shit. I don't know. Bird shit. <laughs> bird stuff. What are you thinking about? I don't know. Bird stuff. Bird stuff. All right. So you follow these tracks into the woods, um, make a perception check. Lots of checks. That's how you hunt cryptids with ability checks. Perception? Oh, heck. That's good. I'm good at that. 14. Uh, 14's good. Out of the corner of your eye, you see something uh, run through some underbrush. And you you have visual confirmation of you see a wing and you see a beak and it's off and it's running. Uh, I'm going to follow that bird. All right. Uh, athletics to chase the bird. Uh, fuck, I knew it. Oh, no, I botched. I eat my entire ass. <laughs> you can't yeet your entire ass. No, I said I eat my entire ass, but I guess I can yeet it, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just assume you're yeeting at all times of day. Um, all right, so you just you, you try to run through some bushes and you just eat shit in, in, into the trunk of a tree. Um, objective says, is, is this a technique? Or is this a high-level technique for finding cryptids? Uh, the... Shut up. Okay. 
Oh, I'm going to get up and dust myself off. Mm-hmm. Okay, falling is not generally um, encouraged in the cryptid hunting community. So try not to do that, but you don't have legs, so I guess it's up to me. This community, are there published rules? Uh, no, it's just like common courtesy or whatever. Oh. Like, don't be a dick and look for cryptids. It's kind of the thing. What happens when we find one? Um, <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> well, you see, when when an owl finds a cryptid mm-hmm. and loves it very much, yeah, I cannot believe you never planned for this. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I just kind of figured I would wing it. I mean, because every cryptid is different. Like, if I find this bird, I might just, like, hug it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll take some pictures, post them online. But, like, let's say I meet Mothman, that's a different story. Or if I, meet something more, if I find something dangerous, I probably shouldn't fuck with it. So it's a case-by-case basis. I am dangerous, and you fucked with me. Uh, are you dangerous? Uh, he gnashes his toothy little maw at you. <laughs> oh, apex predator. Let <laughs> <Look at> him go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, you're very scary. <laughs> I have fangs specifically designed to pierce the inner ear membranes to get to the delicious brain meat. Well, yeah, I mean, that's spooky, but I feel like you we had made a deal, so you weren't like dangerous at that point. That is true. Now I am waiting for Dr. Adler to die. <laughs> Whoa, okay, hold on there. <laughs> she said I could. You can't say that. <laughs> and you can't make her death happen in any way, all right? Is that part of the deal? <laughs> it sure is. Oh. Don't you want to hang out with me for like a while? Can I at least get some nugs? Oh, yeah, no, we're going to have a big chicken nuggy fest after this. Deal. Dozens of dipping sauces. Mmm. Sauces are like goo for your mouth. Yeah, I'll just pour the sauce directly into your goo. Flavor slime. Ooh. <laughs> Did I completely lose the track of this bird? Uh, why don't you tell me? I want to try to find the bird again. Alright, do you have any other skills or spells or anything you think might be interesting and useful? No, I don't. I think I just ate my ass and lost the bird. I'm sure you could think of something. Come on, one more roll. Can't eat the whole ass. What about animal handling? Yeah, dog. That's the thing with animals. I forgot that was a skill. You goof. I am an animal. 12. Do I find that bird? Um, Let's say with a 12, uh, you find some more bird tracks. These aren't the same ones that you chased, but they're, they're bigger. Um, and they have a different amount of toes, but you find some more bird tracks. And, you know, all the birds that Objectivist was contacting took flight. So hmm. these fresh tracks on the ground are interesting to you. And a bird's a bird, right? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to follow these tracks. All right. You follow these tracks deeper into this forest. And eventually you come upon a charming little cabin. Whoa. Um, okay. I'm gonna do shaving a haircut on the door. Alright, you knock on the cabin door. You notice these footsteps go right up to the door, uh, by the way. And what answers the door, I'm gonna put a picture in the roll 20. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Ooh. 
Oh my god, roll twenty. It's a fucking penguin. Is that a penguin? Uh, this is called a doar. D o h w a r. A doar. It is an alien from Spelljammer. But it's like a penguin. Are you implying that TSR published a book with a picture of a penguin and said it was an alien? It looks like a rock copper penguin. It does look like a penguin, but what kind of company would publish a picture of a penguin and say it's an alien? A great company. Uh, so this Doar, or if you'd like a normal ass <laughs> penguin, <laughs> answers the door. To be fair, it's not a normal ass penguin. It's wearing a harness. Yes, it is. And I am sure he's in favor of open source software. <laughs> okay. So this penguin opens the door with his little flippers. Um, he is uh, pretty much about your height. This creature, um, he's like shorter than a human, but you're, you know, you're like four feet or something. So big, it's a, it's a medium sized penguin. And he sees you and he says, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> yes. I was, uh, looking for, uh, this cool mysterious bird called a guava bird. And I guess I followed your tracks here instead. <laughs> uh, the penguin pulls out a vape. <laughs> oh boy. Let me hit that. Um, it just starts vaping. It says, Hey, no guava birds in this forest sweet cheeks do you even know what a guava bird is uh uh savory fin excuse me i was trying to make another thing like sweet cheeks you just call him savory fin <laughs> i did um, yeah some tourist nonsense got earthlings all over this forest looking for the dang dang guava birds um well you know what i think i saw one so i think you're hiding something from me I'm gonna squint menacingly. <laughs> I can hide anything I want from you, Earth Earthling. It's my property. Okay, but what if I ask really nicely? He, he just blows a fat cloud of vape juice in your face. I just want to feel its feathers. You got feathers? They ain't good enough. It's different feathers. Eh, feathers is feathers. Oh really? I'm gonna poke a feather of his. <laughs> hey, hands off the merchandise. Hey, it feels different than my feathers. Feel, I'm gonna flap my wing at him. Well, maybe one of us can afford skincare products. No, we're just different birds. I'm not a bird. Uh, okay. I'm a doa. We are native to this planet. You're in my you're on my planet and in my yard. Well, maybe your house shouldn't be so inviting and charming then. <laughs> thank you and also fuck off okay fair but like uh what if i give you money well you could should have led with that uh i'm gonna give him some money i guess all right so uh, how much gold do you have on you on your character sheet i don't have that written down nice i didn't think so <laughs> Um, so, so what happens is you guys are like, you know, employees of the adventuring guild, essentially, uh -huh. and you get like my monthly stipends. So, you know, as long as you keep helping people, you get food and supplies and gold is the currency in, you know, most places. Um, it's usually, it's not actual gold. It's like bills or, you know, electronic, you know, online stuff, but it's just called gold for tradition. Um, you can give a significant portion of your like monthly stipend and may, that may have consequences later, but you can do that. Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. You eat my money right at him. <laughs> All right, you just have you just throw some bills at him, and what do you say? Tell me about that fucking bird. He start. He just like picks up all your bills, and he says, 
this particular special bird you're looking for probably is a thing that it's just like someone saw a bird and they just they were high and they just went on scale net and they're like i saw a special bird it's just probably a regular bird just like people on earth are like i saw a special ape he walked different but it's just there's apes they're real okay but you live here yeah you tell me you never seen a bird like that nah i, I ain't ever seen a bird like that you're from earth you ever seen a chupacabra on the internet if the internet counts, then you've probably seen more of the guava bird than I have. Okay, f- Can I have my money back? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, I I saw it. I, I swear I saw it, and then I ate my entire ass. <laughs> I would really appreciate it if you stopped saying that. It's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you uh, good at tracking things? Just because I live in the woods doesn't mean I'm some kind of survivalist. That's It's just a prime real estate spot to get away from the big city noise. I'm in uh, munitions. Oh. Like, what you got? Give me some. <laughs> Not on me. This is my fucking... This is my cabin in the woods for my vacation. I work for a munitions company. What, what, do, who, what do you do? What are you, what's your work? I'm an adventurer. All right. Do you need munitions? Is that what you're asking for? Um. Well, I didn't know you had them, but now that I know you have them, yeah, I need them. Well, I already have your money, so. Okay. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm getting something. Give me some explodey shit. Weapons, please. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like she's failing to understand the dynamic at play right no, here. No, it's great. <laughs> I mean, we we at the Gabriel Corporation have all kinds of explodey stuff. We have anything you need. We'll get it sent to your ship right away. What do you need? I hadn't thought about what exactly. I just assumed I get some random fucking. Uh, I want grenades. You just want grenades? I just want grenades. And uh, what about like a a rocket launcher? How do you suppose that's gonna be helping in your adventuring and your cryptid hunting? I just want to have it. You never know. Sometimes you might need it. I see. What I understand what's happening now. You're a psycho. Um, I don't like that term. First of all, you just wander onto people's property and start demanding grenades. Oh, you hold on. That's not what happened. You said you worked in munitions. I, I'm Gabriel. It's my company. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Gabriel. My name is Sasha. It's been incredibly unpleasant for me while we're sharing our experiences. <laughs> oh well. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Listen, I'm not great. I'm not great at the face-to-face -face interactions sometimes, even though for some reason I'm incredibly charismatic. Um, but I just I got really excited by the hunt of the bird, you know. Mm-hmm. By the bird of the hunt, yeah. Yeah, the bird of the hunt. So I'm sorry if I've been a little uh, what's the word? Weird. Abrasive? Oh yeah, weird. <laughs> just super duper weird. Lady. Yeah, yeah, but um, listen, if you ever need anything, hit me up. Here's my card. Let me give him a card. All right, he takes it. <laughs> uh, I'm a librarian. No, you're not. <laughs> I totally am. Kind Where are of. your books? On the ship. Likely story. <laughs> listen, I know shit. Uh, we go to other planets. Listen, you hook me up with some munitions, and you let us know if you need anything. It'd be nice to have an alliance with a cool guy like you finger guns finger guns all right i have my people call your people all right nice to meet you sir lovely home 
It'd be nice to be able to say the same. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to leave. He blows another fat cloud and slams the door. Um, so I guess what you did was cut a fucking weapons deal in the forest. Um, <laughs> That's not where I expected this to go. You could have two grenades, and I'll give you those stats off air. It's just going to be the fireball spell. And um, for defending the ship, uh, Dreg will get plus one to his mines. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to write that down on your sheet, probably, that would probably be helpful. Yes. Yep. All right. I think we're done on Gloria. Let's go get some big old animals. Captain, have any speeches to make? Any uh, preparations? Um, so the captain has just, like, barely made it back to the ship with a bit of assistance. Um, so assuming that there's going to be that long rest finally before we uh, we go do that mission, um, the captain's just going to give a speech and go, uh, our, our last mission did not go how we expected it to go. I honestly think it went better than we could have expected. I think I think in the long run we, we made some very impressive strides. Our crew is, is looking more exciting than ever. I kicked a lot of ass. Yeah, indeed. We all, I think we all did rather well. We are all alive. We did some cool things. <laughs> if you're all rested up and recuperated, who's ready to go pet some very big animals and make sure they aren't in any kind of harm? Me, 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 me. Just one person, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not really why I'm interested in going to the planet, but yeah, I mean, we're going. Are you? Is it on record that Doctor Adler does not want to pet any animals? Yes. Well, it's just not an interest for. That's not very cash money of you. <laughs> I didn't hear a drag respond. <laughs> you, you're the captain. I asked if you're ready. I wasn't asking. Do you wish to go? Am I getting your permission? We're going to go do the thing. I'm just asking if you're ready. Yes. Fantastic! Time to go save the animals. We go when you want to go. Oh my god. You are the captain. You do have the authority to choose when we yeah, do things. I'm not... I never said, do I have... <laughs> can, can we go now? I didn't say that. I asked if one of our crew was ready. Does he need five more minutes of sleep? Or how is he doing? I don't know. It's useful to know how my crew is doing. Time to go save the animals. You should definitely order Dreg to pet the animals. As your captain. I will order Drake to pet the fluffiest thing we see. All right. So speaking of the fluffiest thing you see, you guys leave Gloria, take off in the Snallygaster. You have to fly on normal power until you get a certain distance from the planet. Then you teleport to outside of the uh, planet Hypatia, which is the animal reserve um, that you guys are supposed to be at. Um, it was once a lifeless rock, and it was terraformed to be specifically tailored to the needs of whatever endangered megafauna or giant animals were not safe on other planets, safe for themselves or their inhabitants, probably their inhabitants, actually. And so you teleport outside of that planet, and then you fly down to the surface. Um, on your way down there, you guys know where you need to go. It's in your you know mission briefing from the Adventuring Guild. Uh, as you near the surface and the place where you have to land to leave the ship, uh, you guys pass over some very interesting animals. What those animals do? Well, there's one animal I specifically want to leave you with an image of. Uh-oh. It is the Tarask. Ah! I know that boy. 
Oh shit, what up? It's that boy. The Tarrasque, for those who don't know, is often considered the most powerful creature in all of Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> there have been several like novelty things published that are like t- like technically invincible or whatever, but the Tarrasque is the strongest thing one can fight under normal circumstances. It is essentially the final boss of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it is it has a challenge rating of 30, which means you probably need a team of all level 30 people to fight it. Guess what? It only goes up to level 20. Cool. Uh, it is nearly impossible to harm, and even if you do manage to hit it, your spells bounce off and go back towards you. It regenerates from any damage, and even if you manage to kill it, it just comes back to life unless you use the spell Wish to wish it out of existence. So, who wants to go and see whether this thing enjoys being patted? Uh, as you say that, you bring the Snallygaster over a field. You see a Tarrasque grazing in. This thing is Godzilla-sized. It says essentially Godzilla. I haven't really described it. It's is lizard-esque, but with incredibly thick armor plating all over its body, huge horns, uh, a tail that can whip castles in half. Uh, it's, it's very presence shakes the mountains. It's stats are so ridiculous that it's mostly a joke. It's a thing to look at and go, ah, can you imagine fighting that? That would be funny. And as you think to yourself, oh, wouldn't it be funny to pet this thing? That, that could be a lark to pet a Tarrasque. Uh, you bank the ship into a valley and you see below you 100 more Tarrasque. Come on. Ah. Well. That's not great. Hopefully these didn't all spring up while we were on that last mission. I I have one thing I want to do. (laughs) Shoot myself out the airlock. Bye. I want to punch the Trask and then uh, immediately let Objectivus eat me. So. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to, and you can insert this somewhere beforehand. Uh. That one moment where Olivia is going to uh, kind of get drag one on one for a moment, and Olivia is going to say, "So, it's not really a stretch to assume that there's some stuff in your past that you don't particularly want to talk about." It's not important. You're not the only one who has a past they wish they could leave behind. Seems common. Unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep it from catching up with me. So, I wanted to entrust you with something on the off chance the worst happens to me. Mm. And Olivia is going to hand drag sort of like a small, I mean, it's not like an envelope, I assume. Well, maybe close to like a USB kind of thing, but uh, it's sealed. Okay. Uh, a space and, a space envelope. <laughs> yeah, a space envelope. I don't know what it would be. I, in my mind, I'm like, I assume it would be a USB. Uh, Olivia will say, should something happen to me, I'd like to entrust you with this. It'll give follow-up. And Drake will just take that tiny, tiny thing, presumably, <laughs> mm-hmm. and stick it in a pocket. Hopefully something that will never need to be opened but i'm afraid i don't have that kind of luck in life yes i have feeling bad luck coming for all of us soon 
It's not like we're going to run into a Tarrasque or anything. No, I'm going to leave this after because it, <laughs> it, it's like you say, like uh, I say, oh, you see a bunch of Tarrasque and then you just turn to Dreg and go, so if anything happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, it, if this is all happening after that reveal of there are many Tarrasque, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do want to turn to um, to Sasha and just go. I was, when I saw one to ask, going to ask if the fact there's only one of them makes it a cryptid. But I suppose... I suppose that question's gone out the window now. Nope, definitely not a cryptid. So then, welcome to Jurassic Park. It's October, you know what that means. Ooh. I'm gonna suck that spooky dick. Yep. yep. <laughs> Are you though? I feel like you talk a big game. <laughs> Alright, you wanna talk about credits for October 2018? Oh my god, is it eight no, that can't be right. Is it 2018? Oh my god, it is. I'm so sorry about mortality. Um so music, that's the thing we gotta talk about. And then people who support the show on Patreon, that's another thing. Am I buying time to find my files? Yes, of course. Lauren, how are you? Um, I'm ready for <laughs> Hall- Halloween. I was gonna say death, but I said Halloween instead. <laughs> Alright, that's not the right file. Austin, you're not ready? I am ready. No, I have... Okay, here are the music credits for October. We have Your Reality, Future-Based Remix from Doki Doki Literature Club by The Musical Ghost. We have Morning Thinker, an arrangement of Thinker from Armored Core 4 by Overclocked Remix. And we have The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect by Overclocked Remix. Thank you. Wow. I was ready. Yeah, you are ready. You're always ready. All right, you know what else I'm ready for? I'm ready for the executive producers for October. All right, the executive producers for October 2018 are... Boo, it's spooky. Boo Boo is not uh, an executive producer. No, I was trying to scare Lauren. Thanks. Uh, Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Random one person. Jade's nasty Mothman fic. Trapped in Austin's boyfriend brig. (laughs) It's going to be one of those months. (laughs) Duh. Devin, conduit of evolution. That's not spooky at all. Thank you, Devin. Brent, Doki Doki is Okie Doki. Goki Goatly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Bojack Horseman. Yeah. The Cult of Gorfinax. Paul Mullen. Savarden Akrasimova. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Brendan Williams. Possum Kingdom Refugee. Dr. Goatman. Andrew Grothen. Levy, the young conduit of Not Mad, Just Disappointed. Francois V. Kevin Dobbins. Robert Dakin. Anthony, patron of Dora. Oh, okay. hey. How deep does that rabbit hole go? Um, deep. Morgan Rapp. Christina, conduit of a penguin in a spooky costume itself. Oh, that's the best conduit. Jay Poirier. Oh, no. You're in trouble now. what I do? You're in trouble. You messed the whole name up. <laughs> I feel like it's Poirot, but instead of Poirot, it's Poirier. I don't know. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they know they like it when we mess it up. It doesn't it doesn't make them sad at all. Jesse Roshan. Anime Jesus. 
I feel like there's a contradiction there. I feel like I feel like Jesus would be disappointed in anime. There's an anime with Jesus in it. It's really good. Oh yeah, you keep trying to get me to watch that. Fucking watch it. Andy Harkins. Kaylee Sher. Drowned Summer on Twitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that's your. I hope. Mm. Smart. Okay. Yeah, just plug your Twitch channel. Uh, Shane Sedgwick. John Beresford. Donning Frost. Daria Morgan. Shane Ware, conduit of ethical hedonism itself. Normal Company. It's the Normal Company. They're back. That's an inside joke of my other podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, bitch. It's on. Raynard, the conduit of so stoned. Parentheses come at me. I'm coming. <laughs> Travis McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. All the all of the patrons are getting together and soon it's just going to be nothing but other podcasters in here. Uh, meow, Moiselle. Matthew Schultz. Melody the Gay Shark. Ian Morgan. There's another Morgan. There's How so many? many. There's dozens of us. <laughs> uh, Rain, conduit of wetness herself. Oh, no. No, well, is Rain wet or does Rain make you wet? That's a deep philosophical Come question. Come on. Aaliyah. Eddie, conduit of what the hap is fucking. Fair enough. Fubar. Brittany and Jermaine Walls, dual conduits of senseless bickering. Roommate mood. Yeah. Ashley, no. Just Ashley. I, I gave that like a spooky Halloween inflection because it's supposed to be like, Ashley, no. Just Ashley. But I was like, Ashley, no. Please. <laughs> Ashley, please. Uh, Griffon McAlroy. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Sam Zdenowitz. S. Kearney. John Carey. Not that one. That I added that. They didn't write that. Yeah. Joseph Mavero, the unsexy arrow. Fully automated gay space communism. <laughs> Keller Automat. Ebron, the boy that lived. Exos. Ophite. Transient passerby. Ink drop, the chondra, conduit of ooze. Emma, conduit of already have a skele- having a skeleton inside you, parentheses, unless you're a, and then it gets cut off. <laughs> Ran out of characters, at least on my sheet. Sometimes it do be like that. Oops. Ooh, boy. Justin Berthesel, conduit of ooh itself. Good conduit. Mm-hmm. Special shout out to Resvita's new orchid, which is just totally adorable. I bet it is. Happy wedding month, Jay. Love always, K. Just messages. Just messages are sponsoring the show now. Bloody Ronnie's pangolins. It does. Syretha, let me see what you have. A knife! No! No! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good video. Julian Phillips. Lindsay Pankhurst. Jeff Clark. Lauren Cates. Counterfeit. Jay Clo. Richard G. Coles. Kiefer Lowe, conduit of skeletons, parentheses, no bones, no bones about, about it. it. Should we? Should I pronounce the parentheses? I, I do. Like, I feel like it gives it that extra je ne sais quoi. Okay, I'm trying to claw this up, so. Uh, Ikorin. Dragon in the server room. That seems like a bad idea. That's next season. Oh no, Dr. Tao. Sean Lyons-Burke. <laughs> Please vote on November 6th or else get ready to be poor forever. Yep, sorry, that's how that works. Uh, yep. Matthias Lakeets. Janiac, form of tentacles, so many tentacles, and cephalopod arms. That's the season. Harley Astor. Andrew Fallu, conduit of mediocrity itself. Oof, words are hard today. They sure are. Puck, conduit of large ambitions, but poor follow-through. Okay. Fuck, you can't just call me out on the credits, you guys. Just Puck, just completely destroying her from space. Just orbital missile drop. Um, butcher my name, Nicolopolis. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a Unicode error. That's how I pronounce those s- symbols. 
And actually, sometimes Adobe eats stuff and spits it out as garbled gibberish. I hope that was intentional garbled gibberish is all I'm saying. Oh. Next credit, Laura K. Buzzsaw, parentheses, psycho killer. Kiss, kiss, say. Okay. Did he play that? You just went to a concert. Uh, no, he didn't. He did play the one whose name I just forgot a minute ago. Same as it ever was. Mm-hmm. Once in a Lifetime is the name of that song. Yeah, that one. And also Burning Down the House. Oh, okay. So just, just the hits. Except for Psycho Killer. Yeah. I was sitting there waiting for it. And I was like, come on. Jerry, Conduit of Shipping. And apparently that also makes me a god. Uh, Jaspel, Conduit of Scary Fluffiness. Cats. Yeah. John Barnett. <laughs> Creepy Cucumber. Ooh. <laughs> Hustle Bones. That one was already <laughs> Halloween-y. Yeah, they got grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Cotton Shizno. Nicholas Dominic. Isaac Aravalo. The Spoopiest Yam. Wow, I love a, I love a Halloween yam. Mm-hmm. Anna Michael. If you think about it, pumpkins are kind of just Halloween yams. Yeah, love a gourd. Andrew Birmingham. Douglas Douglas Williamson. Scott Goings. Oh, I guess. Because <laughs> he's usually Scott Cummings. Oh, Good. our fans. Uh, Z23619. Quench the Void. Also kind of spooky. Yeah. Busy Huggles. Keep up the great work, y'all. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness itself. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Notorious Stoltz. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Majin. Crit Follows. Extremely good. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Your major tem is evolving. Oh no, into what? Something spookier, one assumes. Matt Boo, be scare. <laughs> yeah. Jorgen, conduit of name butchering Wine McFord. I read a Zondra light novel and transformed into a patron. I feel like you you missed out on being part of the light novel generation by like a year at most. That was totally like right after you. Oh, so that's why I get confused because it I, I was after my time. I'm mm-hmm. old now, I guess. I guess. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Fersel. Eleanor Nonantesi's Periton. Scott Cummings. Wait. Wait. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, we got fucking played. Wait, does that mean that someone else <laughs> did a joke? Are you guys that? talking to each other in the fucking names? <laughs> what if they all get together and tell a story? Oh. How fucking wild would that be? That's some crazy shit. Uh-huh. Uh, Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Juman Jack-O-Lantern. Mel, having to pronounce my name <laughs> is scary enough to teach. Listen, we live in fear. Arshin DeConing. Grimlock. John Potts. Noah Sudret. Ziphosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Caster UK. Aki Savalinen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. The Abyss. <laughs> Whispering back at those who stare. All right, well. Whoa, very spooky. Now I'm scared. Uh, Junk 2.0. The Hatzels. Melissa Nielsen. Dawn. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Shanus. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bankston. Josh Mojer. Indigo Van Dane. Alice in the Purple. Sydney Marzing. Just a jester. Brady, conduit of failed murder. Please don't admit to crimes. Brady. 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 <laughs> Not here. <laughs> don't tell us. We can't keep a secret. They're gonna they're gonna play this in court and I'm gonna be so embarrassed. They're gonna subpoena us. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Brady, do better. 
<laughs> Kitty Poe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Lana Seawolf. I thought it was Lana. I feel like you say something different every month. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I say it right every month, and then you correct me a different way every month. Toby Gleason Stack, Matthew Eber. Oh, I figured it out. Thanks, Austin and Lauren. Mm-hmm. The last week goes. How do you change your name? Oh. Uh, Cameron Ab- <laughs> Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlau. Vega Arnston. Cody Jackson. August Drew. The Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Luke Powers. Hedron Master. Erwin Lilla. It's very French. Le Lagudec. Michael Hall. Ingmar Gremmen. <sighs> we did it. We escaped from this haunted house of names. Ooh. Anything else? Uh, thanks to all the animals on the podcast. I feel like Conrad's cats aren't pulling their weights. No, uh, one of them meowed, remember? Yeah, but where's the drama? Where's the scrim? Yeah, we need some really forceful screaming from the cats. Anyway, we're on all kinds of stuff. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, like and subscribe and all of that. Good jazz. I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's how you get on that list. Chris, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Laura is at Laura K Buzz everywhere and kotaku.co.uk. Conrad Zimmerman is everywhere. He has a new podcast called Of Horse which is about BoJack Horseman. Oh. He's also on uh, Movie Boys, which is not what that podcast is called. Uh, spin doc- Spinoff Doctors is the name of it. They call it Movie Boys on the show, so that's confusing. Oh, okay. I was like, well, Movie Boys is a great name. It is, and that's what they call it when they're recording, but it's not the name of the show if you're trying to find it. Um- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lauren, you're nowhere, really. I'm just on Twitter. Yell at me. Please don't yell at me. Please, she's sensitive. Please, my Lauren, she's very sick. <laughs> yeah, I am. Sketch.bandcamp.com dash slash sketch. Slash bandcamp slash dot slash sketch. Yeah, he's around. He's not on the show anymore, but he does uh, some uh, stuff behind editing the scenes. Or whatever. No, you do the editing. He does stuff. He does. A lot stuff. of editing goes into the show, y'all. God, there's so much. It's a full-time it's job. It's mostly my fault. Yeah. You're welcome. She refuses to speak up, and we have to go in there with a fucking microscope and fix her audio. I think I'm screaming, but I'm small, so I guess I'm not. You know what the real terror of October is? Audio editing. Oh, I thought you said the continuance of existence, but... Oh, no, the crushing psychological weight of being alive. Definitely a second. Yeah. But audio editing first. Somebody make that into a Halloween costume. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh.